if I like a cast strength rye, no, let me let me phrase it this way. <laughs> if a <laughs> made, cast strength rye, nice, you made, got him. You made me laugh when I was sipping, and then I went that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If you like a cast strength, cool. um, I'm sure you like. A if cast I like a cast strength rye, no, 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 no. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Today on Chill Filtered, we are drinking uh, Wild Turkey Rare Breed Rye, not just their standard rare breed. They recently put out a rye last year, and we're drinking that. We're drinking the Batch 1, specifically in case anyone's wondering, we are drinking the 112.2 proof. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, yeah, so join us today for such a great pour. Um, before I get into anything of talking about the whiskey, talking about my life, talking about this or that, I want to talk about how you can support us in other ways. Um, I think we've talked about Patreon a good amount lately, so I'm going to skip that this week. But if you want to hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash chillfiltered, support us in a greater way than just listening. Uh but uh, yeah, let's let's just uh, bring it back to the old um, Instagram. Yeah, uh, you know we we put out typically every week we put out a few surveys, uh, one to uh, for what whiskey would you choose, and one for what whiskey should we drink next week uh, for the next episode. So yeah, just join in on that. Uh, add your vote. It's really not that hard at all. Just hit up our stories on Instagram, and uh, yeah, cast your vote. Uh, we'll see what it is next week. We'll decide. But, um, you know, it's always a fun time. So we, and we appreciate write-ins a ton because those are a lot of fun to read. Uh, that's all the business I want to talk about this week. Let's get into the podcast and I'll start with this question. Robbie, how you doing today? Oh, I thought for a second you're going to throw me for a loop and be like, throw, actually throw some different questions. What's your there. favorite? Yeah. What's, What's your favorite? favorite uh, you're my favorite. Uh, animal. Oh, my. Aww. My favorite animal right now is not Bo, because Bo likes to eat Moose's poop, and I think that's disgusting. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, we need to get rid of this dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a, he's a really good dog. It's just the poop-eating thing. It drives me nuts. Ay, ay, ay. It's kind of messed up. Well, I think part of it is <clears throat> he doesn't always get to eat all his food because Moose is a jerk, but he won't eat unless he's next oh. to Moose. So then I just think he's kind of hungry. So Moose is the reason and the reason. Get, yeah, so maybe we get, I could never get rid of old Moosey. Oh, man. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. It's, so it's getting nice now, and we've been out in the backyard a lot, kind of getting it cleaned up and ready. Nice. I got my pressure washer all ready to go uh-huh. and do the do the patio this weekend and get it all cleaned up and stuff. But anyway, in the backyard, we got a tetherball pool, and Moose plays tetherball, and he used to- I, I love mean, that. It, he used to like we had to we used to have to cut him off and like because he would play so much that he would get too <laughs> That's tired. Right. And I'd have to carry him upstairs, and carrying a hundred uh-huh. pound lab upstairs is not easy when he's all huge and has horrible. He's got plenty of love handles, just no handles to carry him. But uh, today, <laughs> Moose was playing uh, tetherball with himself, and it was like two minutes, and he was done. I'm like Moose, oh. we had we had to get you in shape, Moosey boy. He was struggling, yeah. but no, I think uh, life's good. It's one of those. Okay, so it's been a crazy week in the sense, like a good week, because this morning mm. I was like, "Oh yeah, I got to do what whiskey would you?" Oh, that was yesterday. I totally thought all yesterday was Tuesday. Um, like, well, I also the, didn't do the uh, first survey yet because uh, we didn't 
uh, discuss what we were drinking last week or what we should drink next week. Did we didn't discuss that? No, we we fully or we totally forgot. I think we wanted to end the episode before an hour, so we didn't talk about it. Oh uh, well, we hey, that's and, a and we just both forgot. It, it wasn't we, that we we ended it in time. Yeah, go us, nailed it. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, you're running behind. And, yeah, you know. it was just one of those weeks that just kind of went by fast, and I thought it was earlier than like I can't believe this week's almost over and we're recording already. Yeah. So I don't know. It's been kind of crazy. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, it's yep. crazy to think we typically uh, listeners record on Friday or Thursday night. And it's crazy to think that one day left in the weekdays. I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, but I'm excited this weekend. Oh, last yeah. weekend. So we went up to our friend's cabin. It was pretty nice. Um, yeah, how'd that it go? Was, dude, so we go, uh, it's about an hour from Boise, um, just because mm-hmm. it's like small highways you got to get to. We went to Garden uh, Garden Valley yes. outside of Crouch, and they had this cabin up there, and the snow was like up to my knees, and it was awesome. Oh, wow. like, so we had this little sledding hill. And the snow was so deep at first that like I was in charge of sledding with the twins because Chelsea, Chelsea was like I, I can't I, I can't carry him up. Nice. And then they just wanted daddy, so we I went up and down. It was probably I want to say it's probably about fifty yards that we had this little hill going, and then I have to like put put them on my shoulders, carry them up, and then they wanted to go together. So it was like twin on my shoulders, carrying one twin up through like knee deep snow, and it was it was a workout. I'll tell you that much. But uh, no, it was a good time. We had a, had a bunch of. Fun drinks and hanging out with the friends. All all of us had our shots, so I felt pretty good about that. And it was a good nice. time. Yeah. And then carsick. I'm glad to hear Twins it. get carsick like crazy, man. Oh, no. <laughs> you get on a slightly windy road and it's That's not a good city. sign. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all of them or just the twins? Just the twins. It's funny, though, because they're both like... That's rough. Every time we get in the car, they're like, I'm not going to puke this time. I'm not going to I'm not gonna puke oh. like... But they always call each other out. Like, Junior will be like, I'm not going to puke like Finley. And Finley will be like, I'm not going to puke like Junior. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so it was a good weekend and that it's been a quick fun. week. So I guess it's been, things are good. How are you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Um, my parents are officially in town. And oh, it's funny, right. they came in today, um, like late or early mid-afternoon. They came in about 3.30. And I, I've been really excited for them to come. And they we uh, speaking of uh, when you don't know what to talk about, talk about what you're cooking. Oh, uh, yeah. I do know what to talk about. But I also want to talk about that I did a nice pulled pork uh, shoulder on the, uh, on the smoker today. And it turned out really nice. Oh my god. It took a lot longer. It took about twelve hours. And normally you should expect like between eight and ten. Mm-hmm. And it went a little long today, but it worked that out. Happens. It was very good. Cool. I just had an idea. Yeah. And uh-huh. we need to buy a pig together and name it Sherry. Yes. <laughs> and then do some pork butts, man. And then get driven yeah, nuts. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Buy those pork butts. <laughs> and buy Sherry's butts. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And wait. But, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe um, like a walnut you glaze. See, on uh, it? So like sherry butts, walnuts glaze. I don't know. Anyway, did I see what? I'm I'm not gonna go into it now. But did you see the message from Miles Ferguson uh, this week? Oh no, I didn't. Oh yeah. Well, I'll bring it up later because okay. it'll it'll come up. Okay. Uh, but he had a funny joke he wanted to bring in. Perfect. So. And I'm down. I, I thought it was a good joke. I, so I love, Miles is a good dude. I love he like I only got to talk to him the one time on the podcast, but I correspond on Instagram sometimes. Good dude. So I am excited for this joke. Yeah, we have some great listeners. But uh, yeah, things are good. Um, made a pork butt. Uh, smoked it. Smoked it real good. 
and then pulled it apart and uh did oh dude so yeah that um remember last episode i talked about how like everything blew up at work mm-hmm. and i was like working super late that yeah. night luckily we 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 knocked it out by that next day and made sure everything fit but it took a lot of work and it was good though we just finished it i learned a lot about what to do next time uh, so that was good. And then this week's been pretty chill, uh, kind of recovering from that at work. So that's been good. Uh, but it was like crazy on on the Thursday and Friday of last week. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to hang out with my parents. We we have some, you know, things we can do, work on, have fun. Um, they're excited for the, you know, the baby to come. And we're excited for the baby to come. Mm-hmm. And uh, Heather is almost in her third trimester, oh, which is man. blowing my mind right now. It is. Like, it's like, we are going to have to prepare like 50% of what we've already been through in this pregnancy is all we have left. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like do I'm going to be a dad. Do you guys have the, soon. do you guys have like the, the nursery set up and all that? We actually, one of the things we're going to be doing this weekend with my parents is, uh, updating that room a little bit more. Uh, we're gonna put on some wainscoting. Um, if you know what that is, mm-hmm. do you know what that is? Yeah, it's like kind of, almost yeah. like a, so. We're gonna do some of that. Is it like a chair rail, or is it like wainscot? Okay, explain. almost like a what? Like a, like a chair? Rail? What? No, it's kind of like a. It's a cut of meat that. Um, yeah, you kind of slap on the wall. No, it's like a paneling, typically. Um, a vertical. It paneling? is. Uh, it could go either way, but yes, normally vertically. Okay. It's kind of got like uh, like a texture to it, I guess. Not a texture, but like a pattern to okay. it. Sounds And it only exciting. goes up so far on the wall. Yeah, so it's pretty epic. And uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things we're doing. And uh, we, yeah, it, it basically, once, once that's done, and then uh, like we're soon just going to move everything, because the, the room we're using for the baby's room is the one I have my like, office in Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'm gonna move that into our guest room soon after my parents are done visiting so it's gonna become even more real soon but i'm excited dude it's It's crazy to think that like you know there are babies that can be born in the middle of the third trimester like kind of preemies uh which is kind of scary uh that you know this might even surprise us and be like oh we have a baby a little earlier than we hoped and um, but you know, I'm, I'm hoping for a full term baby. Yeah. Uh, for their sake. Twins were so, born 32 weeks. Um, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And they're okay. They, you know. Dude, I'll tell you one thing. They're, uh, they turned out all right. Nikki, I don't know about tonight, man. Finley threw an epic fit. I, <laughs> yeah. I was telling yeah. Corey, like, I thought I was going to surprise and be ready to record early. And nope, nope. Epic fit for about 20, 30 minutes. So, no, yeah, they're great. But I tell you one thing, like, even if a baby comes early, NICUs are insane how well they take care of kids now. Like, it is insane. Good. Like, the smallest, premiest kid, they just rock <laughs> it, man. It's crazy. It's absolutely, it's my, it does boggle my mind. So, yeah. That's cool. I'm down I remember for we that. had the twins. So, Finley had to go to the NICU and we got to take Juniper home. And Juniper, I think it was like five pounds, six ounces when we, she uh-huh. was born. And Finley was like three pounds, four ounces, I think. Some, oh, in, in that yeah, ballpark. So Finley was tiny, tiny, tiny. Junie was tiny. And like we would uh, go to the NICU and I'd have Junie in the stroller and I'm going down and everybody's like, oh my gosh, that baby's so tiny, so tiny. Oh my gosh, your baby's so tiny. And I'd be like, this one's tiny. Wait till you see the one in the NICU. Like there's one smaller. And like heart, you could just see hearts just oh, <laughs> like bursting. <laughs> melt. Yeah. yeah. So 
That's hard. Yeah. But they're okay. They they're turned good. out all right. And they're uh, some fun little gals. Minus the tantrums and the pukins. We're good to go. Yeah. If you take out the tantrums <laughs> and the uh, seasick pukings, um, yeah, yeah, you got yourself two little awesome twins. We do. And then an older uh, 11-year-old who is killing it in life. She is. Getting old. She's getting big, man. Getting huge. Well, no, I, I, say, I said she's huge. 11, like, man. That doesn't sound right. I mean, like, big time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we good? You got anything else? Man. No, that's probably all I got. Uh, we do have a little note I want to get to, but I'll get to it after the break. We're going to send it to break. We're going to talk about a few notes, and then we're going to talk about the history related to uh, wild turkey rare breed rye. I have something pretty cool today. I think it's I think it's some good uh, history, um, a little bit different than normal, uh, but I think it's going to be good. I was I was happy when I was writing it. So before we get to anything, let's send it a break. <laughs> All right, we are back. And like I said, I wanted to get to a, a little note. Uh, we In the past few weeks, we've been hyping up uh, a sample courier uh, by the man, manliest courier in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, yeah, we talked about last week, Jerome Edwards joining the yeah, team. Jerome. And we also have a new uh, Patreon supporter uh-huh. as of this week, and he's a big deal. He's a big deal. Uh, I mean that. And he's going to be listening, and he's going to be like, I'm not a big deal. But he is. I'm only a guy. But he is a huge deal in the whiskey he's world. He's a big enough deal that uh, when we you, see... I know a lot of our listeners. He's, what's he's that? He's a big enough deal that when we see messages from him and things like, especially like this, we kind of geek out together in I a text special. message. You know, we're like, oh, this is cool. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. So the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Porter, uh, specifically known for his uh, YouTube channel and his Instagram handle called ADHD Whiskey. Uh, if you haven't checked out uh, Matt's um, channel, it's hilarious. He <laughs> reviews whiskeys. He's actually got a really great palate. And I think that's one of the things that makes him uh, so special is he knows what he's doing. He actually won uh, Bardstown Whiskey Company's or Bardstown Bourbon Company's uh, World Whis- or Whiskey, well, wow, World's Top Whiskey Taster Award from last year. Big deal, like a mm-hmm. huge deal in my opinion. Um, but he also has this hilarious channel where not only does he have great tasting notes, he is all over the place in a great way. I think that's why, I, I'm imagining that's why he calls it ADHD whiskey because he is distracted uh, but he and he brings in these notes that are like true but also really obscure. Um and uh, we love talking to him. Uh, he's one of our favorite listeners, as well as we are one of his favorite, or hopefully we are <laughs> big fans of his. So I love watching his Friday night uh, videos, have, and he's been getting big lately. I haven't gone through his whole catalog, Cole, but has he had a whiskey that tastes like Chuck E. Me Cheese? Uh, you know, I sure hope <laughs> that in a future episode, uh, no, no, uh, no pressure, Matt, but if you ever bring up Chuck E. Cheese, we will be stoked to hear, uh, maybe you nail it on a analogy regarding <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese as opposed to Robbie. That's, that's probably the only thing, Robbie, that I've ever like made fun of you for, uh, oh, like that's sweet. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I hope so. I mean, just really nice. I mean, I poke fun a lot, and so, but I say that, and it makes no, sense. Yeah. You, you keep doing what you're doing. Okay, but I'm just I, I, there's plenty that you could poke fun at. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're tall and stuff. 
That's funny. Your mom's tall. Everyone laugh at Robbie. <laughs> That's great. All right. But yeah, check out uh, ADHD Whiskey. If you haven't followed him on, on YouTube, follow him on Instagram. And then follow him on YouTube because um, I mean it, Matt. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. Um, look forward to collabing soon. Um, so... Wild Turkey Rare Breed Rye. Let's get into some history. I really liked what I wrote today. <laughs> it's a uh, maybe some people will hate it and they'll be like, never do that again, Cole. Um, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, this isn't our first Wild Turkey product on the podcast. We've we've done a bunch. We've done like the uh, the Cornerstone, the Master's Keep Cornerstone Rye. We've done the, excuse me, Long Branch. We've done Russell's uh, Reserve, stuff like that. But... Um, this is our first rare breed label whiskey, and there are some others. In fact, there are a bunch because they are batched, and I can assure you this will not be our last rare breed labeled whiskey episode. Uh, now, let's talk a very short amount about the Wild Turkey Distillery. Yeah, basically, we've talked about the distillery before, about you know Thomas Rippey, and for example, like the other executive of the company, Austin Nichols, going on a wild turkey hunt with some choice barrels. How often do you use the word choice, Robbie, in describing things? Choice? Oh. Yeah, you ever seen uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, do they use that a lot? He No, he uses it once, but he goes, uh, he's talking about the, the, the car, and he goes, it is so choice. And he's talking to the screen or to the camera. And he's like, if you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. And uh, anyway, that's probably what people thought about these barrels that this guy went on the turkey, wild turkey hunt with. Um, but I'm not going to go into any of that stuff today. Uh, but if you want to hear more about the basic distillery history of wild turkey distillery, you can hear all about it on episode 97, where we uh, drank the wild turkey master's keep cornerstone rye. I thought today we'd talk about something else regarding the distillery, and that is the year 2000 Y2K uh, Wild Turkey Distillery Fire. Uh, and I got some good good stuff on this one. So in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, on May 9th, 2000, between about 3.15 and 3.30 p.m., a fire broke out in one of the Wild Turkey Distillery's warehouses. And this is one of the warehouses. This specific one was seven stories tall with more than 17,000 barrels of bourbon in it. (laughs) The ages of the barrels were between three months and 15 years. The whole place was destroyed. The blaze reached nearby woods and exploding barrels caused uncut bourbon to pour downhill into the Kentucky River. Flames reached over 200 feet high and completely burned the warehouse to the ground. Uh, The bourbon entering the river actually caused a lot of problems. Uh, First of all, they had to shut down the water treatment plant nearby. They had only two days reserve uh, for local water. So they really had to put a ton of water, water like restrictions and limitations out, saying like you can't water your your lawn or something like that. Like you you really got to hold in water because we don't have much because there's a lot of alcohol in the water. Uh, <laughs> and everybody's like, turn the water. And it on. probably didn't taste turn good the water either. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, there was like jokes. Apparently, I was reading some stories about it, and people were like, "Yeah, just bring a bucket. We're gonna have a party down by the river." Um, and uh, so they even had to shut down the local schools in Lawrenceburg 
because of the lack of water. Hundreds of thousands of fish died too. All from being uh, drunk the bourbon and fighting apparently each other. Took, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they stabbed each other in the bars underwater. Um, they apparently what what happened with the fish was the bourbon didn't just like it wasn't just alcohol in the water. It was more so that the bourbon apparently took away a lot of the oxygen mm. in the river, and so they actually had to set up barges along the river to th- synthetically aerate and oxygenate the river oh, wow. uh, so more fish wouldn't die because there were so many just dying because of the alcohol. I mean, the oxygen was out of the water. Uh, but the craziest thing, in my opinion, uh, starts when you look up a picture. And Robbie, if you have a moment, look up a picture of an aerial view uh, of the warehouse rubble from Wild Turkey. Uh, it looks like a bomb went off. Uh, like a big bomb and there were like chunks of the earth that were missing and so this is this is the cool part like the sciencey part is that so most of most people know uh that kentucky is known for their limestone water like we drink uh, every episode we we drop from the kentucky limestone water uh, and there's a reason for the limestone water is because there are tons of limestone deposits in kentucky earth like that's what Kentucky's known for their limestone deposits in the in the water or in the ground rather. And limestone is calcium carbonate. And calcium carbonate uh, can react to light acids like even the diluted amount of acid in acid rain. And over the years these acids in these subterranean deposits where these acids cause the the subterranean deposits of calcium carbonate to wear away. And that's why we get enormous caverns and sinkholes in Kentucky. Uh, For example, there's the Mammoth Cave, uh, which is the largest cave in the U.S. At least, I want to say it's potentially in the world, but at least in the U.S., it's the largest cavern system in the U.S. It's crazy how many, like miles and miles of caverns. But uh, another, another fun fact is that somewhere, I forget where it is, but there's the Corvette Museum in Kentucky. And... There's there was a sinkhole that swallowed up half the museum one day, uh, but that was because of the limestone deposits and acid rain, basically. Uh, it, not only acid rain, there's other reasons, but that's the biggest reason. There's acid acidic water that is tearing away at the limestone because limestone, like even if you have a marble or limestone rock, if you were to pour um, like vinegar on a marble countertop that was exposed it would start eating away at it. So that's kind of an idea of what happens here. Um, But underneath the bourbon fire were little mini caverns that got exposed to not only high proof alcohol, but also got exposed to fire and they exploded and caused (laughs) the earth to explode with it. Um, Look up. Yeah. Did you, have you looked up a photo? So it's crazy because there's two, it's right between two other warehouses, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And, uh, maybe not. Or maybe it's not. It's next to uh, a warehouse, at least, right? Uh, okay. not too close. You might be looking at the uh the um either the Barton or the uh, Jim Beam, but be careful which one you're looking at. I think it was the Jim. You might get hurt. No, the Jim Beam, right? That was that was uh, there was a big fire there uh, in uh, what to say like oh seven or something like that. Okay, well, the what I saw it completely obliterated like any building. Yeah, but did you see the ground damage? That's really the tell. No. If it's the wild okay, turkey, I'll one. keep looking. Yeah, look around a little bit more. Um, 
but uh the 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 what's it called the jim beam one was crazy because it poured into a a pond nearby and started creating uh tornadoes yeah it was crazy like fire tornadoes um but while you look that up um pernod ricard who owned wild turkey at the time it's now owned by campari uh, gave a quarter of a million dollars to the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife as an effort to help the ecosystem kind of come back. Uh, Wild Turkey claimed it, a little bit after the fire that it wouldn't. This wouldn't really affect the supply of bourbon, but I highly doubt that. I mean, they did have at the time twelve warehouses, and this was just one of the twelve. But seventeen thousand plus barrels is crazy to me. Uh, you know, it's not going to affect us. I think they were lying. I think it's going to affect them a lot. But that was 20 years ago, 21 years ago at this point. So um, who knows? So that's the story of the 2000 Wild Turkey Fire. Uh, what we're drinking today from Wild Turkey is their rare breed rye. Uh, so the rare breed line started with bourbon, uh, but it's a reasonably priced and somewhat easily available cast strength option. In fact, it's hard to find any cast, any other cast strength options at that price range, especially that are available, like that you can look not too hard and find. So I give them a lot of props for that. Uh, the standard wild turkey rye mash bill is minimum rye, uh, meaning it's 51% rye, 37% corn, and 12% malted barley. So this is a high rye or a high corn rye as opposed to like a high rye bourbon or something like that. This is a high corn rye and it's very high corn. Uh, no age statement. This batch was the first batch uh, from 2020. And um, did I mention it's 112.2 proof? I don't think I did. But yeah, no, it's 112.2 proof. Okay, cool. But not really recently because I must have skipped that line. Um, anyway, no age statement, this batch. Yep. And non-chill filtered. Hey, that's not the name of the podcast. <laughs> and, um, it makes me laugh every time you say it. <laughs> I know, right? It's, I think it's pretty good. Uh, but it's best when they say, Hey, this is chill filtered. I'd be like, instead of saying non the name of the pod, maybe that's just what I'll say. I won't say non the name. I'll just say, Hey, that's you, the you made me chuckle Cole. Either way. You, I would. That's good. Yeah. I go for that. Um, they say, that wild turkey typically has low barrel entry proof. It's kind of their their mo uh, is to so so. There's two places where you can add water to um, the juice. That's either right when you're bottling it and you can cut it to whatever proof you want, or right before you barrel it. And there are rules to barreling it. I think you can't barrel any higher than 125. Yeah, I think that's the rule, and no less than like 60 proof or something like that. Uh, I might be wrong about the 60 and I might be wrong about the 125, but I want to say 125 is maximum barrel entry proof. But uh, Wild Turkey is known to do a low barrel entry proof, which is why we're seeing this uh, this uh, rare breed rye not really break 115 proof. Um, so that says a lot of, you know, it's been aged. It's, it's definitely risen in uh, proof. Uh, but it's not crazy. We're not dealing with a 120 or anything like that. We're just above 110. So that is what we're drinking. Uh, total wine price is 57.99, which is insane for a 
easily, not too easily, but somewhat easily available cash strength whiskey. So the rye was a little bit harder to find than the bourbon, but it's becoming a little bit more easy to find where I'm seeing it at least. So let's drink. All right. So let's hear that cork pop. Sounds good to me. All right. Hey, before I pop it, I got to say thank you to the person who gifted this to us. Uh, this came to me on my 40th yeah. birthday from my main man, Cole Seabald. So there you that's go. That's me. Yeah, that's you, man. That's the name yeah. of the co-host. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hello. Not too, not too impressive, but there you go. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Oh, really? Oh, I did it closer to the mic than I did to my, my phone. Plus, I, I, oh, I, I gotcha. got a little bit of a weird connection, too, because you keep cutting out on me a little bit. But Ah, oh, that stinks. Yeah, next break, we'll, uh, we'll hang up and then dial back in, so... Yeah. yeah. Are we doing a next break? Oh, for, for Whiskey World News, I guess. I guess it's time. No, wait, never mind. Shoot. You, you yeah. said it. And I... <laughs> we, we skipped ahead. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let me give us a good sniff. My nose is a little bit clogged. Uh-oh. Um, ooh, but there is a nose there for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is corny. Um, yeah. You can tell there's... Um, Absolutely, you know, a decent amount of corn there, uh, but you can tell it's a ride too. I, I can't, I can't deny that. But you're getting a little bit of both worlds, uh, a little bit of that that rye, you know, fifty one percent, and what a little bit of that thirty seven percent of that corn. Um, those are the two notes I get, like the rye spice, like a like a baking spices, like a little bit of a cinnamon, maybe. Um, yeah, like those those stand out, like a little bit of nutmeg, maybe. But uh, corn as well, yeah. I don't know what do you think. Definitely corn heavy. It's but it's got a is a very to me. It's really sweet on the nose. Like I'm getting almost like a butterscotch kind yeah. of sweetness to it. Like for sure. Um, yeah. Super sweet. The, I don't think the the spice isn't as pronounced as I would typically expect on a uh, rye. Like even like the regular standard mm-hmm. wild turkey rye. I think there's a lot more spice on it. But this one to me is a lot more sweet. It's definitely corn forward for sure. So it's kind of what I'm mm-hmm. getting. It's really pleasant though. I like it a lot. It's real nice. Um, not too va- like it's vapory enough to be like, yeah, I'm drinking a whiskey, but not like overpowering. Where it's like, I don't know what whiskey I'm drinking. Almost, I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it does. Mm. One thing I just sipped it. Um, if I like a cast strength rye, no, let me let me phrase it this way. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. If a <laughs> Cast strength rye, nice. You made, got him. You made me laugh when I was sipping, and then I went down wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If you like a cast strength, right? um, I'm sure you like. A if cast I like a cast strength, rye. no, 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 no. If a cast strength rye has a candy note, like hard candy, really sweet, um, sugary, but it's just like a hard candy. It's not like a chewy caramel, like we've talked about. It's like a hard candy. I love it. Mm-hmm. If you can get a rye, even a non-cast strength rye, to have that candy note, ah, oh, love it. So I love this so far. It's got that candy note. It is a little bit bourbony, but then it finishes with that like nice, sweet, sharply sweet mm-hmm. uh, candy. Yeah, I say on the palate too. It's it it, it kind of hits a perfect spot where it's not. It's you can tell it's a little hotter, but it's not too hot. Almost kind of a thing. Um, yeah, and you can still kind of pull, yeah, some, sure. pull some stuff out. It is bourbon. I'm getting a little bit of apples. Um, and instead of like that, the typical bourbon caramel, I'm getting more of like a uh, still getting like that butterscotch mouthfeel wise. It's got mm. an amazing viscosity and the it just this is it's just kind of coats yeah. and solid and almost like a like a warm honey almost kind of a viscosity. Yeah, that's a great point. 
Yeah. Um, this is good. Yeah, it is. I wasn't. I wasn't not expecting this to be good, but this is better than I even expected. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, this is another note I get is a nice warmth of oak. Yeah. Uh, it is there, uh, but it's not overwhelming. It's not. It's not astringent. It's not uh, like you're sucking on a uh, piece of oak. It's um, <laughs> good choice of words. I was about to say piece of wood. What's that? I, I know you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta watch myself, man. It just things come out, you know. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I don't know if you mentioned this either, but uh, bottle says number four char. So, oh, nice. That might contribute some. It's a, to that, it's a heavy char. Openness. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I can dig that. Oh, it's nice, sugary. Now, I wouldn't say it's like a mixture between white sugar and brown sugar. It's yeah, got okay. a little bit of that richness, but not too much. It's still sweet, like a candy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm digging this. Yeah, let me see if I can get any other notes. Unless so. it is, I, I mean, when you got this for me, I was like, ah, oh, because I, I love, like, I think, oh man, talk about nostalgia right now. So what we're coming up on a year since like we went into the, like the lockdown and things got serious for COVID and. Yeah. Um, right when that happened, I was drinking. Uh, had a bottle of Stag that I just opened, and unfortunately, I kind of went through that bottle yeah. of Stag more quickly with COVID than I probably would have otherwise. Uh-huh. And then, um, uh, Caleb Olson was like, "Hey, I." He sent us the message like, "Hey, I noticed rare breeds on sale in Idaho." So I was like, yeah, I'll go grab a bottle, and I got that. And I'm like, nice. it's com- yeah. like, I loved it. I'm like, it's way cheaper, easier to find. Uh, almost like oh, yeah. as, as far as like a, and you got it for like forty five or something like that. Yeah, actually, I think that time it was like thirty nine. Maybe it was cheap. It was what? yeah, it was a good price for it. Um, had I known Caleb how, Olson, what a guy, seriously, and good looking too, man. Yeah, any woman yeah. who ends up with Caleb Olson like his wife <laughs> was a lucky woman, like his wife. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but anyway, so like I love rare breeds. So you sent it to me, and I was like, this is like I love. It's like rye season, right? Right around my birthday, so. It yeah. did not disappoint at all. This is, I love it. It's good. I love it, Cole. Yeah. And, it, and get, it's, it's, it's a good proof. Like mm-hmm. it is a really good range of proof. Like the, the notes that I'm getting matches the proof well. Like it's all around a good time. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to ask if you got any more notes because you were going in for a little bit more. No, it's just warm. Like it's uh it's a warm sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, like a nice warm hug. Yeah, from and now I'm adding water. Yeah, and I think this is kind of what you want to go for. I think uh, rye's to me are a little bit more like wintry kind of a, a, a whiskey. I like I go, gravitate towards them more in the winter, and this is a nice warming one. You know, um, yeah. What, what we had. Uh, hey, you know what's crazy about adding water to it? What's that? I feel like the volume has increased. <laughs> is that Miles's joke? That's a Miles Ferguson right there. That's right up your alley with like thanks Miles math and volume increased. Holy oh, <laughs> dang! So I, yeah, there seems to be slightly more in my glass than before. I dropped some water. In. Yeah. Oh, I'll be darned. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, milliliters more. Um, no, maybe more than milliliters because milliliters are you know there's 750 in a bottle so maybe say microliters or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, that's a good nose. It is. It, it's a. Uh, I dig it. It's the corn. I think the corn stands out a little bit more, but it really stands out in a super sweet way. 
Um, it's a very sweet nose. Yeah. The vapor is a little more like sometimes when you drop water, you, you know, the vapor, I think kind of kicks it up a notch a little bit for whatever reason, but this doesn't seem to have done that. Like it, it seems to melt it a little bit with the vapor and it's like super corn, like super sweet corn, which I'm really like and yeah. I like a good corn whiskey. Um, which is, but yeah, which is surprising because you know it's a rye, so you typically want to get more of that spice. But I'm digging the corn on it. Yeah, there's um, I just sipped, mm-hmm. and there is a bite that showed up. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, not, I wouldn't call it bitter. I would almost call it like more. It's not as flavorful uh, with the uh, with a little bit of water. Uh, but it is, you know, like a, like a, like a, what comes to my mind is like drinking, um, maker's standard, uh, sometimes has like a nice bite to it. And I don't mean the alcohol content. It's more of just like a all all together staticiness. Like, like it's like putting your tongue on a, on a battery kind of zap kind (laughs) of, I can uh, see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm getting that with a little bit of water. Yeah. Well, at first I was kind of like, it is almost like a, when you eat something kind of tangy and it hits your tongue. Um, vinegar, like when, mm-hmm. like, oh man. So my sister for my birthday, hey, <laughs> it was my birthday. I'm reminiscing about my birthday left and right on the podcast. Uh, but she got me like yeah. these <laughs> like popcorn salt things. And one of them was just like a vinegar powder. And nice. So it's like a vinegar, like a salt and vinegar chip. And it's like perfect because you can just douse a chip with it and it's super vinegary. But that's kind of like the tanginess. You get, and I can almost see it. Nice. Like, the heat definitely kicked up on the alcohol for sure. Um, yeah. In a fun way, though. It's like when you you are mm-hmm. like 13 and you put a 9-volt battery to your tongue and your friends laugh and you're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, the, I'm awesome. <laughs> um, man. Yeah, I'm the man. <laughs> but I will say it's uh, um, super sweet, like lingers forever. Like I've just got this sweetness that's been lasting in my mouth for a while. So it's nice. Yeah. I think the the finish did last longer though mm-hmm. with the neat pour, I would say. For mine. Yeah. So, I'm about to bus driver drop that cube up in here. Oh cool. My uh my whiskey's uh-huh. been gleamed. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever like that. <laughs> hey, look, it's colder. I'll be done. That's a Robbie Dudley. It right is there. colder. Yeah, it is colder. Um, you know what movie I've been watching this? I started watching this week. I've been on a big like. What's that? I, well, so I watched Goodfellas last. Sylvester week. Stallone binge. <laughs> Don't get us started, Cole. No, I was, I was like, yeah, I was kind of like a, uh, it was kind of fun. So I did. I watched Goodfellas last week, and I was really enjoying that. And then, oh nice! I've never seen The mm-hmm. Departed. Have you? Seen, you know, remember The Departed from like two? Oh my goodness! So. I did not think I would love that movie, but I was like, this is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. So I don't know if it's one of the Just greatest. beautifully done. But I can tell you one thing. I didn't think I would like it all because yeah. I can I do not like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And then, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, but I know it had, it had Matt Damon in it, and I'm not a huge uh, oh. Jack Nicholson fan. Like Marky Mark? Oh, like, yeah. Oh. No, but he nailed but it. I, no, and ashamedly, I am a big Marky Mark movie fan. Like, I think... I, I, uh, that's funny. <laughs> I like Mark Wahlberg. I don't know. Um, Mark's... I, I saw a meme recently that was like, 
Marky Mark, uh, hey, we got this movie for you. It's based in Boston. And it's about <laughs> cops or like undercover or like crooked cops. And he's like running to the to the uh, to the uh, interview base or the what do you call it? The audition. Yeah. So yeah, but go on. Anyway, go on. watch that this week. And I kind of enjoyed it, but I did feel like the ending was trying too hard to be like. Now your mind's going to be blown. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. But it was good. But then it suggested I... I all, all I can say... Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, what can you say? All I can say is that when Matt Damon made that last shot, and I'm not going to give anything away, when he when he took that last shot of his, of his gun, mm-hmm. my jaw was dropped. Yeah. I didn't see any of that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I would say I kind of felt that way with Mark Wahlberg. When that shot was taken. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, thought, I thought that it, it tried a little hard at the end, but it was fun. Uh, the symbolism of the rat on the uh, rail, though, I, I was kind of like, that's really trying hard. But anyway, and then it recommended Cool Hand Luke, and so I've been enjoying Cool Hand Luke the last couple of days. Oh, yeah. Paul Newman, baby. Yeah, I only get to watch movies in like 30-minute increments when I'm working out. So You see, what we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> That was going. Yeah, was going that's in, a good movie. Going in, I'm a huge Paul Newman fan. But they also use that in like Guns and Roses Civil War. You're, I don't need. Oh, do they? Yeah, they, that's the first line in the. Oh yeah, they they give that that uh that that you know quip of the audio audio clip. Yeah, thing. some men. I don't remember the rest of it, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think it starts to cut off at that point. Yeah. So the whiskey got colder, and our dialogue also went. Way away from whiskey. That's what I say. It was interesting. You drop some rare uh, Cuban and rare breed, and you're going to be talking about. And it drops off a cliff. Completely other topics. Um, I don't know. What- but to 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 connect it there, it does kind of drop off. When I added ice to this, there's almost no nose. It kind of it kind of drops off like a police commissioner off a building in The Departed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, pour one out for the homie Martin Sheen's character. There you go. Not to give anything away. Yeah, nose-wise, it died. There's a little bit of... It gives a little more apple a little more bourbony, like apple juice kind of a thing, but there's not much. The nose kind of died on me. You know, I think this was meant to be... I just took a sip. I think this was meant to be 112.2 proof. Or, I think that or was definitely slightly less lower. Poor. Or slightly lower with a couple drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit. I don't know about this ice. It's still good. The bites there that I was talking about, that kind of that zap. Um, but it's not better at all, in my opinion. Um, um, I, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't like this. I would, I don't think I would ever drink it with ice ever again. Like it really, mm-hmm. really just killed it in a bad way. Like it's not fun. It's still sweet, but it's not backed up by good flavor. There's some sweetness there, yeah, but it, like the it really lacks character. Like it just, yeah, yeah, and. Oak shows up too much yeah. a little bit when there's ice in there. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad I still have uh, maybe a quarter of an ounce of uh, uh, neat pour in my bottle. So I'll pour a little more out. Well, and the nice thing is, too, it's... For this homie. <laughs> the nice thing, too, is it's not, it's not too difficult to find. So you can easily pick a bottle, mm-hmm. you know? So Have you seen them in Idaho? Um... Not, I want to say I've probably seen it once in the last year, but I don't, haven't specifically looked for it, so. Yeah. Well, let me know if you need me to pick one up, um, again, because I've been seeing them. 
Uh, here's the other thing, uh, really quick. Um, Jason Preston, what a guy, what a pro, also reached out this week and he found a, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Lot 40 Dark Oak, I want to say, which isn't cast strength, but is like aged in two new charred American oak barrels, mm. uh, like consecutively. And uh, it sounds amazing. He uh, grabbed one for me. Um, and I thought Robbie was probably on the thing, but I probably should have asked Robbie, do you want one as well? Uh, uh, so we'll, my, we'll my figure burb, that one out. My, my bourbon too budget late, but. Is, is, is spent for a while. So Shot. Do I want yeah. one? If it's whiskey, yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. Well, you'll be getting a little two-ounce sample well, I can't from wait. the courier. Oh, so. That'll be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. So uh, yeah. on this one, though, you got, you got a score in mind? Mm-hmm. I think this is quality work. Um, I don't know about. Let me let me clarify my hub to what status. I, I've talked about if it's hub to what it breaks nine. Sometimes if it's just a good whiskey, it breaks nine. It does, this didn't surprise me in a hub to what kind of way, uh, but it is it is nine plus. Uh, okay. I'm gonna give this a nine point one five. Okay. Uh, really good, neat. Um, candy candy of that rye is showing up a lot very sugary uh just beautiful like really good finish a long sugary sweet almost butterscotchy finish uh i dig that stuff those are the notes that i love so much and this is like i said really well proofed at that 112 area i think this is a masterpiece uh so i'm giving it a 9.15 perfect man we're real close because i was a so in my mind this is um I think this is kind of like a good standard for it. This is a really good whiskey, a really good rye. Um, yeah. You know, it's not, I mean, I've had, there's other ryes that I prefer more. Like I prefer that Lot 40 cask. I prefer um, even Willet Rye. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I kind of, I kind of even like like just Lot 40 standard. Like there's other ryes that I like mm-hmm. more. Um, but this uh-huh. to me is a good standard standard of like if you want to make a rye if you want to make a good uh barrel proof this is kind of where you want to hit i'm just yeah. i'm going solid nine on it um yeah it's it's i mean and i mean there's whiskeys that can beat it but dang it really holds its own it really does like this is the biggest yeah. drunkest trout in the lake in the river just killing yeah. thousands of other trout you know Killing the trout. Yeah. Was that an okay? Was that an okay analogy? Yeah. Okay. All right. Much better than Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. You got anything else to say? Yeah, I just poured the rest of mine out into the neat glass because uh, I'm gonna enjoy this during what part of the uh, episode, Robbie? It's time for whiskey world news. <laughs> It's time for the part of the show where we do Whiskey World News. That was a weird way to introduce it. It's time for Whiskey World News, a part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it. We didn't write the article. We are just talking about it. Um, and this one, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I think a lot of our listeners, especially guys like Miles Ferguson, are going to really be happy about this news. But breaking today uh, from thespiritbusiness.com and lots of, like, if you just search scotch or whiskey in general you're going to come up with this article yeah but this one's from the spirit business uh written by nicola carruthers and it's titled u.s suspense tariff on single malt scotch 
so the tariff on Hey-oh. yeah, the tariffs on Scotch whiskey were introduced due to an ongoing dispute between the U.S. and the EU regarding plane manufacturers Airbus and Boeing. Since single malts were subjected to the tariffs, exports of Scotch to the U.S. have plummeted by thirty-five percent. The two nations have agreed to a new joint approach to the trade conflict, with the U.S. dropping tariffs for four months in a bid to reach a negotiated solution to the 16-year spat. The measure will come into force on Monday, the 8th of March, backdated to today, March 4th. Uh, U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said, From Scotch whiskey distillers to Stilton makers, businesses across the U.K. will benefit from the U.S. decision today to suspend tariffs in this dispute. It shows that the U.K. can do as an independent trading nation striking deals that back our businesses and support our free and fair trade. Um, so I'll stop there. The good news for Boris and his chums is they're going to make a little bit more money. The good news for us as American whiskey drinkers or, well. A little uh, more scotch. A little more scotch. A little cheaper scotch, hopefully. You know, hopefully it all it yeah. evens out. Mm-hmm. Although gas prices are high. So those airplanes flying it over in the ships, that might be that affects it. I don't know. Um, and if you're in Canada, Tasmania, or... Was that our main listener? Slovakia. Slovakia. We got our Slovakian friend. Uh, it won't mm. affect you as much, but if you're an American, American, um, that's a throwback to yesterday, <laughs> last week. Good news for you. So I don't know, Cole, what are your, what are your thoughts? I think this is great news. Uh, you know, we look at the whiskey aisle and we, we like at Total Wine, for example, which I'm not, you know, stoked to be at Total Wine all the time, but... Total Wine's got the American whiskey on one side of the aisle, and then they got the Scotch and Irish on the other side of the aisle. And when it comes to Scotch, sometimes it's not worth going over there because the prices are crazy. I mean, I would like to buy, I think, one of my next purchases. Oh, Robbie, actually, Mm -hmm. speaking of which, this will be a short tangent. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the next few months, now that, so with uh, our upgraded Patreon amount, uh, I'm going to be doing little allowances uh, every month. And so you can take the first month next month Ooh. Uh, and use your amount of uh, Patreon towards a bottle. And then hopefully you'll send me down a little two ounce sample via <laughs> the Manly Courier. Um, and then I'll take the next month and so on. Uh, and it might not cover a full bottle, but it'll cover you know a good amount. Perfect. Um, and, and I think when I get my turn, I might buy an Avalor product okay. because I love Avalor scotch. And, uh, but anyway, that, that being said is hopefully Avalor will be a little cheaper because of these tariffs well, being suspended. Um, because I, I think it's a great thing. I, you know, like th- there's certain things, maybe tariffs are okay in certain ways. I don't know. I don't really know economics or politics or Boris Johnson. Um, but I do know that I like scotch cheaper. And mm-hmm. when I walk down the aisle at, at Total Wine, I would like to see the prices match from American whiskey or at least closely match American whiskey versus scotch because I do love scotch. I love a good smoky scotch. I love a good, nice, sherry-finished, non-smoky scotch. Uh, all good stuff. I'm stoked. I think this is a huge deal. In fact, I, I don't know if this was the exact um, article I sent you to check over, but I was like, this is a big deal uh, because scotch is 
typically more expensive than bourbon or American whiskey, which makes sense. It has been exported, but it is too much more expensive than bourbon to be enjoyed in the same way. And I am looking forward to buying more scotch when it's a little bit cheaper because of the tariffs being suspended. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I 100% agree, Cole. I got nothing much more to say to add to that what anybody would care to hear, but I agree. The cheaper my drink, the better the drink. And value, value, value. I'm good to go. And like, honestly, like, um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to celebrate by buying a bottle of scotch. There you go. I don't know. Darn right. Yeah. So can I say, uh, okay. So I'm looking at the rare breed bottle too. Rare breed's got a cool bottle. Yeah. It's just got a good design. It's got a nice, uh, yeah, it's definitely unique. It's got a nothing like it out there. Plus the cork. Mm-hmm. The cork, yeah. Nice little wood wood knob on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um <laughs> I was just looking at the bottle. Plus So you like the wood knobs. I like like I like a nice <laughs> knobby wood, you know what I'm saying? Um <laughs> You remember the Seinfeld episode where they're like but there's nothing wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong not with that there's talking wrong about, with it. you know, gay people. Yeah, not that there's anything uh-huh. wrong with that. Um, yeah, not that there's anything wrong with enjoying a good wood knob. And you do you. You do you. All right. Yeah. I think that's th- you do that's you, probably man. a good time for us to move on to our next segment here of what whiskey <laughs> would you choose. And like that's I said, right. so we record on a Thursday. Usually we put things up on a Wednesday. And uh, I totally forgot what date was. So... Uh, got posted a little bit late, but we got it's some, yeah, and we didn't, we probably aren't going to get all the responses we're going to get out of it because it's yeah. past time. But as of recording right now, uh, the last week we did, uh, what's your never again whiskey? What whiskey you're like, yeah, I'm not going to buy that ever again. Uh, I went with Pendleton. You went with Black Maple Hill. And as recorded, yeah, but I think I changed my answer to, I think it was few, but I'll go with Black Maple Hill because oh, I think I won. <laughs> Oh balls, man! We did. I did. No, it's okay. Yeah, you won with Black Maple Hill. Um, <laughs> you're right. You did go with few. I totally forgot that. I. Oh man, I just went off from from my memory, and I was like, mistakes happen because that's the one I remember. You really disliked it when you guys had it on the podcast. And oh, it was terrible. It just stuck, it horrible. Stuck but it was the mind. rye. Yeah, specifically the Oregon rye. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, you won. But what was the difference in votes? Uh, as of right now, it's fifty nine percentage wise. Black Maple Hill and Pendleton forty one percent. Oh wow! So it's it's semi close. You're definitely winning. When I was on earlier, or I think it was like yesterday, it was like four votes to nothing on Black Maple Hill. But I guess it's moved up a little bit on the um, Pendleton. Yeah. 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 So, and I assume, yeah. I think and it'd be interesting to look at. I think Pendleton's much more of a West Coast kind of Rocky Mountain, mm-hmm. mountain time zone-ish kind of a whiskey. So probably more, nice. I would see. I would say like the votes that Pendleton gets are probably be more in that uh, region, whereas mm-hmm. uh, Black Maple Hill is going to be a little more East Coast. So we're just renewing yeah. the East Coast-West Coast rivalry, you know? Cold, don't go to Vegas. You're going to get gunned down. Sure. Anyway, so some good write-ins. Uh <laughs> I am Liam Odin, wrote in with just Basil Hayden in general. Uh, old underscore gay nice. old cart from Council Bluffs Distillery. And I can tell you wow. one thing. I, I don't know a lot of good distilleries out of Council Bluffs. 
but you call it old carp and <laughs> it may not be good at all. So I don't <laughs> might not make my cut. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Wilson, the bourbon bathroom with beer barrel bourbon from New Holland. Tastes like a skunk. What? Do you like that? Uh, we've we've had that. Me and me and Adam did that, and it was like actually. Well, the one we had maybe it was a little bit different in terms of barrel or something, but it tasted like a chocolate frosting. It was pretty crazy. Okay, like icing. That's yeah. the first time I've ever heard you disagree with Caleb Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like him. Okay. Yeah, we can agree to disagree and still be friends. Uh, Brotascanosa went with mm-hmm. Crown Royal. There are so many better whiskeys at that price point. And I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Spoken by like a true Canadian. True, yeah, I mean, but I'll tell you what. I do like Crown I don't mind Crown Royal. I don't mind it at all. So uh, We need to do an episode with straight Crown. We've done the Northern Harvest Rye, but we've never done normal Crown. We, we got to do that. We should, yeah. Uh, El Chupacabra 14 went with Hudson Baby. I don't know that at all. Do you? No. Wait, is that El Chup? I gotta look this up. Is this Jared? Um, um, I don't know. No, but go on. El Chupacabra fourteen. Yeah. Uh, Jason Preston went with Stranahan's, which I'm kind of surprised by. I think I well, Stranahan's is a little more expensive, but I don't think it's a bad one. But uh, maybe for the price. And then uh, my good friend, my uh, uncle-in-law, Papa G, just said whiskey in general. He only listens to the podcast because I'm on it. He doesn't like whiskey, <laughs> so hey, Papa G, there you go. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks, Papa G, for 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 being a part of our uh, polls. Not that there's, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, uh, bearded uh, bourbon destroyer went with Johnny Drum, which I could see that. I think when we when we did it, it was underwhelming for sure, but it was also the second one we did, so we had a little bit of buzz come into it. So I could see maybe not liking it. As an entry for sure. Uh, Bryce Murray to be underscored side went with maybe doers, but that was early in his journey. Uh, Whiskey and Revelry with Hudson. Um, and then Routen, Routen Andrew went with Kentucky Vintage. So that's kind of the write-ins we had this week. So so what? This was one of our best write-in weeks ever. And it's I know, and, it, and I think we might have to post some more of these because, you know, it's... If we get more, I mean, we had a lot just today. People, and I think that says something too, where it's like, I think the range of whiskeys you're like, like, yeah, I like that, that's good, or you know, whatever. But like when you get yeah. when you get a whiskey, you're like, oh, nope, no, thank you. It stands out for sure. Yeah, so. it stands out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so cool. I got, I got a what whiskey would you choose for you? And it's it's a little different than what we normally Bring it do. On. A little different than we normally do. Okay, but, um. This week's What Whiskey Did You Choose is just solely based on name, okay? What whiskey yep. mm-hmm. has your favorite name? Like, not not taste, not bottling, not marketing, anything mm-hmm. else. Just what's the name of your, like, what whiskey name just makes you happy? I don't know. You got any ideas there? That's a there? good one. Um, let me go through a few. Okay. Do you want to go through in your head or do you want to talk yeah. through it? Okay. So I got to say. Well, no, I will talk it through. Okay. Go ahead. Go you ahead. You can talk it through. Go for it, Cole. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, I like names um, and I like um, like the first thing that comes to my mind in terms of like good names is William LaRue Weller. Okay. Uh, I figure that's a nice three-part name, two syllables a pop, Um. And it just feels regal in a way. It feels like really special um, when you get a name like William Larue Weller. Um, I think that's just sounds classy to me. 
Um, I'm trying to see if I, I can outdo it though. Okay, well, let me let me talk about mine, and then you can change yours if you want. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> um, scotch no, just in general, scotch names make me laugh. Like they really do. Like if you look at you look at it, and you're like, um, like. I don't know, just any Scotch name in general. You look at it, and you're like, okay, I'll give it a shot. But then, like, you re- like someone is like, no, no, it's pronounced this way. So, like, for example, like I think mm-hmm. like um, um, Kilhoman, which looks like Kilchaman, Kilkoman, Kilkoman, yeah, like, but it's funny, Kilhoman, yeah. like Kilho man. Um, that kind of makes me laugh. <laughs> but we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but when I, my favorite though is uh, oh. Where, oh, I just lost it. What was I thinking? Oh, balls. Scotch. Uh, Bunahaven, which cracks me up. Bunahaven, yeah. Bunahaven. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it. that does not sound, sound like... That's a good one. That doesn't sound Scottish to me at all. Bunahaven. Like, it sounds like, uh, I don't know, Dutch maybe, or like, I don't know, like... like yeah, Dutch, because they, I'm thinking like a Wisconsin accent. Like, Bunahaven. What's mm. a Bunahaven with your curds? Like, I don't know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my. I'm not sure. That's one of my. Like it just makes me giggle when I say it. So Scotch names in general, but Bunahaven is one that makes is probably my favorite. You should have said uh, Brooklady. Brooklady is pretty good too. That one sounds. Yeah, yeah. That one sounds pretty uh, epic. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm gonna keep my William Larue Weller. Okay. Um, I like the name of that. I like the sound of that. Perfect. So that's a good one. I like that. We'll see what uh, our listeners think. And uh, we're down for any big write-ins. I think that'll be a good write-in one. So join us this week on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely different. Um, Now the only question. Go ahead. I'm just saying a little different than we normally do, but, you know, kind of fun. So I can't wait to see. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, the only question left we have is, is what we should put up against another one next week. I have one in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to see what you think, uh, and if you want to challenge that uh, opponent or whatever, I don't know how to say things. Okay. Um, thing that came to my mind is uh, one that Bryce Morita sent, and that is the New Riff Straight Bourbon. Okay, so uh, we've done the New Riff Rye, but yeah, so, single barrel Rye. So but yeah, next week. Hold on, let me look at my calendar. Is it next week going to be uh-huh. St. Patrick's Day? Uh, next week's week will be St. Patrick's Day. So, a week from today, so or a week from Monday's so, release will be the 14th, I want to say. Yep, so St. Patrick's So I think we got to go Irish, Cole. Next week's got to go oh, Irish. you are right in saying this. Yeah, so... So we're going green spot then. Are we just going to go straight green spot? Unless we have another Irish to challenge it. Oh, man. Oh, we do have Redbreast 12, uh, non-cast strength. Okay, yeah, there we go. Right there. So let's do that. Boom. Okay, cool. Oh. So we have the green spot Chateau Leoville Barton versus the Red Breast 12 year. Perfect. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us go. Yeah. This is great. Look at us. <laughs> and actually, the um, Red Breast 12 was a gift from our great editor, John Montero. Yeah. Who um, got a raise this week. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that on air, but I just did uh, because we're doing so well with Patreon. I was like, hey, here's a little extra for you. So. Booyah. Yeah, and if we get more on Patreon, you can support our great editor, John Montero, and give him another raise. So feel free to still support us on Patreon. I tell you what, Cole, I can't wait for next week because we drink Irish whiskey. The Irish accent's going to come out. 
Oh man, and I should have waited. I I should have waited for the to talk about the departed next week. Gosh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> oh, that's true because they're like, yeah, it's huge Irish. I'll watch, um, watch Boston stuff. Yeah, I'll watch Backdraft next week. That's what I'm gonna watch. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to the Smashing Pumpkins next week because Billy Corgan, his real name is William Patrick Corgan because he was born on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, so I'm going to be listening to a little extra Smashing Pumpkins this week. Well, cool. And I hope you will too. Cool. I I might just listen to some uh, to some Smashing Pumpkins, but I hope that you get your Wayne's coating up, and maybe even some Garth's coating. I don't know, but I hope the 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 uh, nursery comes along nicely, Cole. I hope that uh maybe I'll, I'll for the first time watch wayne's world in my whole life you've never seen wayne's maybe world? i'll enjoy it no no oh gosh is it good well i i haven't is it like good or is it like cult classic good? It, I, I, haven't had, I think it's probably cult classic good i'm thinking but i mm-hmm. uh, i'll tell you one thing it's it's i think you cole i hope you watch wayne's world sometime soon <laughs> and I'm sure you hope that I want to or that I will like it. So Yeah. But most of all listeners, I hope our love of spirits <laughs> lifted yours.